Welcome to Death is Everything. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Every fucking time. I am Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chris. That's my catchphrase. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know what, Chris? You're welcome. It's a very polite catchphrase. <laughs> You're welcome for being here. Oh, thank you again. <laughs> uh, so we're here to talk to you lovely people who we can't see about death. And I'm not even sure you exist. You know, you could be a figment of my imagination. It's just could a bunch be. of bots listening to our podcast. <laughs> a bunch of Russian bots actually just figuring out how to get us to vote for Trump next time. <laughs> well, um, I may be part robot, so... Hmm, that's cool. Other bots. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A captcha thing told me I'm a Jealous. robot. Yeah. A computer <laughs> told you, me. It wouldn't let you in. You're like, nah, this is obviously. It was a robot. like you're a robot. And <laughs> I apparently am a robot. So Okay. So there you have it. That's news to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of news at Degani News. <laughs> Yeah. Anything new with you? I no. I mean, you know what? We made it through 2022. Yeah. You know, hallelujah. Yeah. Yep. 2023 has begun officially. I feel it in the air. It's going to be better. Probably, maybe, hopefully, probably not. Uh, <laughs> my dad was sending me photos from South Dakota. Oof. 20 inches of snow sitting there. Wow. It's great. I've never seen, you know, I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I've just never seen it <laughs> like live and in person. And he's over. This is so cute. Let me share this real quick. There was okay. a, he has like this little, he built like a shelf on a tree mm-hmm. and he like attaches corn cobs to it so that the squirrels can, can you know, nibble, nibble on corn cobs. Well, it got snowed over, right? And covered. And he showed me a picture of like the squirrels hanging out around the pile of snow where the corn is inside. So he actually, trudged out through the snow to go clear that that <laughs> shelf off to to give them something to nibble on Aww, in the cold that's yeah really sweet. i was like oh dad that's so adorable that's really sweet yeah he, he risked his own thing. life <laughs> to help feed a couple squirrels i, I mean loved it. that's cool that's cool yeah it's it's very cool <laughs> what else are you gonna do in winter in south dakota yeah. That's a good uh, aside point. from shiver, I like. Yeah. No, it's right. I'd be hibernating. He was telling sure. me like negative twenty degree mm. with with like wind chill. I that. just that's too much. I, yeah. I can't fathom. <laughs> I cannot fathom fathom that cold. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, and we we apologized to Boston last episode. This episode, I'm so sorry, South Dakota. Yeah. It must be cold. To to our throngs of listeners in South Dakota, we apologize our for throngs. your freezing. I don't even think my dad is a I don't I doubt we have a single one in South Dakota, but <laughs> I can't uh, even I, claim actually, my dad. Oh well we had one, but it must have been you when you were visiting over there. Or I or he listened to a single episode and went, nah, fuck this. He was like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about these two? <laughs> oh, Dad, come on. Dang it, Richard. You care about two squirrels, but not your own son and his best friend? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should go over there dressed as squirrels and he'll <laughs> love and respect us. Oh, my dad's a furry. <laughs> it all makes sense. Oh, now. okay. All right. So, <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> so what, what about you, Marianne? Uh, um, nothing, uh, nothing new. School's going to start again soon. I'm, this is my second approach at anatomy. Okay. So, all right. Fingers so, crossed. You know, like send me all your brain power. Uh, Phalanges crossed. Apparently I need it. Yes. Cross your, whatever you got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, arteries that's, and I veins. I think that's anatomy. <laughs> it better be anatomy. Cross your bones, people. Cross your bones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's starting up soon. Uh, work is going well and I love it. And cool. um, yeah, I'm just learning a lot of things good yeah <laughs> that's wonderful that's really good news <laughs> yeah learning looking forward to learning living life breathing sure. all those things yeah the the like really exciting yet normal stuff yeah yeah so um today is a special day for me <laughs> uh because i didn't have to research this episode yeah um you're gonna do it, which is so, so much fun for me. Sure. Uh, and today, uh, what are you gonna tell me about, Chris? We're gonna talk about. Pi- <coughs> you know what? I should quit. I should leave. Oh, and that's <laughs> and that was that it. Was, and uh, that's the last we saw of Chris. <laughs> we're gonna talk about parasites. Oh, goody! <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, so I, I've on so while researching this. All of the things that made me hate school came up because I'm just really... What I noticed is I'm really bad at note-taking. Yeah. And... uh, But, but, I am really excited about this topic. I just really... It's such a weird... They're so weird. (laughs) Parasites are so fucking weird. And they are mystical and magical and potentially way more integrated with our way of life than we actually know okay or, or have known yes i'm um <laughs> like i said earlier i'm squirming with uh <laughs> anticipation that's the right word squirming uh, yes, is I, the right word i'm a little um nervous to hear uh but but hey we're talking about death and and apparently parasites can lead to it. And so yeah, yeah. and so here we go down here. the <laughs> rabbit hole of parasites. Down the parasite hole. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's just start off first with the definition of a parasite. Okay. So a parasite uh, is considered an organism that lives on or in a host organism and gets its food from or at the expense of its host. Okay. Okay. So there are all kinds of parasitic behaviors in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I like, and, and we're really not going to talk about it, is like brood parasites, which would be um, an example would be, I think I read a cuckoo bird. What they'll mm-hmm. do is they'll hide their bird in another bird's nest. Like their and baby? Their baby, their egg, a cuckoo, will, okay. will put its egg in another bird's nest and have another bird raise its raise or at least you know keep its unhatched baby warm right so it's it's uh-huh. being parasitic because it's using it's this using other someone else's energy ass. to yeah. to gestate its 
baby. Exactly. And it gets to go out and roam around and like <laughs> go to raves and All right. you know, take quaaludes <laughs> while while the you know <laughs> the other bird is taking care of it. So that's different because okay. the parasites we're talking about literally live in or on another living creature. Okay. 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 Right. So there are um, three main types of parasites mm-hmm. that particularly cause disease in humans. Those are called either protozoas. Oh, by the way, there's going to be a ton of words in this okay. that I am not going to say right. Just Oh, because I'm going to ask all the questions. I, oh, you're being me now. You uh-huh. son of a hey. jerk. This is uh, the tables have turned, my friend. Uh, you know what? I quit. <laughs> You tell me about parasites. And that's, uh, hey, that would be a perfect seven minute in <laughs> The last of Chris. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, shit. That's how quick it happens. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> so there are three main ones that, that cause disease in humans. They're protozoa, helminths, okay. and ectoparasites. All right. I love the term ectoparasite. It just, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, fuck, cool. I went straight to Ghostbusters. I was exactly. like, yes. And well, an ecto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ecto, as I remember, actually means outer. So that might give you an idea of what type of parasite it is. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, anyway, so a protozoa is a microscopic one celled organism. Uh, they're basically, they're often bacterial. Um, they, uh, yes, they are they, uh, the transmission of protozoa that live in a human's intestines to another human typically occurs through a fecal oral route. Ooh. Oh, for, yeah. for example, ATM. contaminated mm-hmm. food or water or person to person contact, right? <laughs> yes, uh-huh. <laughs> but they can also live in the blood or tissue of humans and are transmitted to other humans by what you would call an anthropod vector. I.e. something like a mosquito. A mosquito. Or a fly, okay. Right. Okay. So, so po- a vector is like a point, right? Okay. Can I jump in here for a please, second? Please. Please. Okay. So a few things come to mind. Okay. One, I would want to ask you. Um, so protozoa could be like, like when you go hiking in the mountains and they tell you not to just drink the water without like boiling it. Because it has, um, I forget what it's called, in the water. Um, a friend of mine got it from from drinking mountain water. And I G- Giardia? Giardia, yes. Yeah. So that... That's like probably the most known... Would be an example of a protozoa. Yes. Like yes. parasite. Okay. And I know he got sick and like had to take some medication to kill it or whatever but it wasn't like it wasn't deadly but he was a little kid and so it could have been you know so i guess it could be serious depending on yeah and most of this stuff like not everything that we're going to talk about is necessarily deadly on the face of it but it can lead to death for various reasons right i mean it's affecting your immune system yeah and i want to hear about the deadly ones more than the of course of course so when i when we I feel like this is something either we looked up together or I talked about um, with someone else was that mosquitoes are one of the biggest killers of humans. And that is why, because they can transmit things because they yes. consume blood. 
Yes, yes, yes. And there you have it. That's and the blood transfer. So we're going over the three basics, but parasites are viral, bacterial, fungal. Um, every known disease that we have, it is basically some form of a parasite because okay. it is getting in and multiplying and feeding off of us, right? And destroying, so, yeah. And yes, there's a lot of people who say mosquitoes are the cause of not only the most human deaths, it is the most deadly creature on the planet. Yeah. Because of its ability to transfer these uh, parasitic things into yeah. other creatures. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have any research on this, but there's also a lot of research now to say that this is also why life is so abundant and life has grown so much is because we're sharing so much DNA and parasites actually cause us to get stronger in other ways. Yeah. Which I don't have that now. But anyway, so it's like it's this balance, which is why I love this topic, because it's like it's all death, but without it, there'd be no life. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. Right. Okay. okay. So that's protozoas. So that's- They're basically one cell. They're like amoebas and tiny things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next uh the next main one is called a helminth or helminths. Mm-hmm. They're multicellular organisms that are generally visible to the naked eye in their adult stages. Um, In their adult forms, they cannot multiply in humans. There are three main groups derived from the Greek word for worms that are human parasites. There's flatworms, which includes tapeworms and flukes. Mm -hmm. There's thorny-headed worms, uh, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to try to use the... the, 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 It's asanthocephalans. Yeah, that sounds about right. The The adult forms of these worms reside in the gastrointestinal tract, uh, they're thought to be the intermediate between cestodes and nematodes. It's a, another type of, yeah. well, the next version, which would be roundworms. Okay. Roundworms are, they they reside in the gastrointestinal tract, blood, uh-huh. lymphatic system, <laughs> or subcutaneous tissues. Oh. Alternatively, alternatively, that's how you mm-hmm. speak, mm-hmm. the immature <laughs> larval states can cause disease through the infection of various body tissues. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying not to yak over here. Yeah. So these are really anything that looks worm-like. Anything you can think of that's worm-like in, in the parasite realm is likely a helminth. Oh, okay. why does it gross me out so much? Honestly, like and to me, like... well, to me, these are probably the most disgusting looking. And I think, you know, like I hate snakes. I'm not a fan of snakes. And these guys are just snakes, but tiny and more fuckery or... I just I'm I don't have any uh issue with snakes but but worms, Yeah, but once you don't like, have legs, fuck you. Fuck well, you, legless I'm, bastard. How are you moving? Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I it's not the snake thing for me. It's more yeah. just the knowing that they can live inside intestines is like disturbing to me. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me extremely uncomfortable. Well, it gets so much worse. So much worse. But before it gets worse, we'll get to what would theoretically be the easiest or the probably the least disgusting. Okay, so the last of the main ones would be an ectoparasite. And so these are, uh, they broadly include blood-sucking arthropods such as mosquitoes mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. dependent on a blood meal from a human host. Though they don't really live on you, right? Right. Um, so it really is more like ticks, fleas, lice, mites, that sort of thing. Leeches? 
I believe they count leeches, but it's not listed here. I don't um, think leeches require. Well, they do suck or... on the blood of their of their host, but they don't live there necessarily. Huh? Though they would. <laughs> They're just passers by. They might. You know what? Let me let me double check because I remember reading about leeches, and then it all left me. Yeah, I feel like a leech is pretty. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, ectoparasitic. Well, 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 well played. So, yeah, so that's the last one, which I think those are like pretty obvious. You look at birds, they're covered in tons of different mites and lice. Yeah. We, you know, head lice, that's a thing for us. Fleas for our for our furry friends, right? Oh, yeah. So lice are a parasite, yeah. Lice are a parasite because they just get in and feed and off of an And they're an ecto... An ectoparasite. Parasite. Meaning specifically that it's a parasite that doesn't live in you. It lives on, on you, you, outside of you. Ectoparasite. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. So what is the middle one called? <laughs> the one that lives inside oh, you? Oh, yes. Hel- hel- uh, hel- helmets. Helmets. These are the worst ones, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, worse is not they're the grossest. <laughs> I agree because they're inside you. <laughs> Well, the and first one as well, the protozoa are as well, but I think they're too hard to like, our whole body, our bodies are made up of cells, right? Human and bacterial cells. Yeah. A- allegedly, we're made up of 10 times more bacterial cells than human cells, meaning we are less, we're more bacteria than human. I'm going to so, ask that question in anatomy class. Please do. And get remind me of this. <laughs> but that means that a protozoa just kind of feels like another guy on the block. Just another yeah. dude in the neighborhood. But yes, a fucking worm squirming through your body feels the most parasitic, right? Like, Yeah. In the way we think of parasites. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. You get it. He's like, oh. please keep the parasites off me. By the way, that was a hint to uh, what I want to talk about later. Uh, a cat uh, meow. <gasps> All right. What? So here's just a bit, just a bit of history. If you ask deep questions, I probably won't have the answer, but we'll see. Okay. So we do know that parasites make up Actually, most likely, the majority of life on Earth could be as much as four to one to free living creatures, i.e., you know, things like us, birds, whatever. Yeah. uh, Plants, etc. We have been aware of parasites pretty much since the beginning of time. Uh, In fact, they were even named in Aristotle's time and in ancient Greece. but all the way back then, all the way until around uh, the 1800s, they were thought to spontaneously uh, be spontaneously created in our bodies. Oh, like we make them. That or or God puts them there or uh, there's no. So. Well, but there was I mean, that that was actually wouldn't. a theory. <laughs> Please no. I wish he really would. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't do that, God. Um, yeah. That really was the like the belief for hundreds of years since. The, well, yes, that they they believe that, and the reason was because you couldn't. No one ever saw a baby parasite. They only saw the final parasite. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it wasn't until, um, and in fact, all known parasites prior to 1673 were anything that was visible. So you'd have a cyst in your skin with a bunch of worms and it flukes. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. There'd be uh, like pegs with cysts on their tongue and inside would be all these squirming worms, worms right? Uh, flukes, I believe is what they were. Mm. And that's just what they were. And they didn't know how they got there, but they appeared. Well, in 1673, uh, uh, a guy named Anton van Leeuwenhoek from the ne- <laughs> from the Netherlands ah. put a put a drop of dirty rainwater under a homemade microscope. Okay, and when he looked, he saw a ton of crazy shit in there. Okay, <laughs> like, just yes. a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Things with uh, little spiked tails. Things with. Uh, undulating yeah. legs, things with pincers, things, all kinds of stuff, and this was the beginning. This is when we started realizing that there were my, there were parasites that we couldn't see. Okay. Yeah, there are Which, things. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot, and it's not just like oh, a bacterial cell. It's like no, there's tiny little fucking animals <laughs> and yeah. they used to relate them to real animals i mean there there are some that are like crustaceous they look like little crabs and there's some yes. that look like worms or snail or mm-hmm. uh, snails scorpions they would they would b- ducks even somehow had like a bill so they started like associating them with you know like normal animal counterparts yeah but it wasn't until the 1830s uh, when there was a scientist named Johann Steenstrup, who, yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right, I think. I, I like it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> who was, he was studying the mysteries of flukes. Okay. So scientists knew that flukes, lay, they, they're these, they're these um, leaf shaped parasites. Okay. They look okay. like leaves. Mm-hmm. And they kept showing up when in, he's. Yeah, go ahead. Like brown or green leaves or... No, it's more the literal shape. So it's like the shape of a leaf. Um, like the curved kind? Y- yeah. Yes. The st- you you got to think general. A very general <laughs> Like a shape. pointed, okay. you know, it's like rounded at the back. Not and quite a teardrop, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pointed on both ends. Okay. So there are all these different parasites that were looking similar, uh, <laughs> but... Not quite the same. Some would have a tail, but some not. Um, so Seenstrup showed that the fully grown leaf-shaped fluke found in the livers of sheep or other hosts were actually the final stage of a single animal's complex life cycle. Okay. So what, what they were starting to see uh. is that, in fact, this one thing would exist differently in different animals. Okay. Like, like for us, like if I were to just live in a house or a condo or a patio or, or under a bridge, my body stays the same. But yeah. parasites are like super clever and they change based on the environment they're in. And in fact, many of them need to exist in different animals. So they have to be taken from one animal to another in order to get to its adult life cycle. Okay. Right. So they have a specific pathway they have to take going from one host to another. Yes. Which doesn't enable them to survive all that easily. 
Well, you would think. Necessarily. But in fact, they do because most of their environment is in the realm of body to body. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into this a little bit here, but... Okay. You know, if you're eating a a a fluke and a uh, 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 bladder worm infected pig, you're gonna eat that if you didn't cook it well enough, right? Uh, Which in in most of this is what changes us okay. from animals. Uh-huh. You cook it, it kills everything, including parasites. Yes. If it's a little raw, these little parasites continue to live. You eat it, they then start to grow in your body, and they go to their next their next form you know <laughs> this is why we cook our food properly this is one of the reasons follow yeah. instructions and just cook it and make sure it's hot right if it's us to eat wow right so so okay. so this this scientist observed that the eggs laid by adult flukes within their host actually escaped the host bodies and later hatched in water once hatched <sighs> They appeared to be covered by fine hairs and swam around the water until they penetrated a snail. A snail. Okay. So it, they're in water. A snail walks by. It's uh-huh. like kind of swimming just, up onto the snail. I don't know if it walks by, but it, it Well, with all its tiny little hairs. Slimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the snail. Yeah, it the snail. walking. That's shimmies. true. It's just got different feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fluke has different feet. All these tiny little hairs. Uh, oh once golly. in the snail, they transform again. Into something that Strange Strip thought resembled a shapeless bag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, okay, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't well, know. When I, when I read that, I thought immediately of uh, American Beauty. <laughs> when the guy was oh, the obsessed ba- like, with the. <laughs> how it's beautiful. Yes. Oh, it's the, so beautiful. The bag in the wing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, yeah. it's garbage. It's unrecycled. It's killing our planet. You know, it's just the like beautiful these. death of Earth, one plastic and yet the bag life the of flukes. But yeah, so okay, so they're in the snail. They're in the snail. They become this shapeless bag, which then gets filled with more embryos mm-hmm. of more flukes. Ugh. Then these embryos, which are called king's yellow worms, which. Mm-hmm. I also love because it it sounds like a reference to the King in Yellow, which is kind of a uh, like an Hcraft HP Lovecraft kind of reference. I don't uh, think okay. that's what this actually is, but I just love that. Uh, they transform again into a mistletoe cesarei. Okay, it's a swimming parasite larvae. Then they look for another host, either another snail or what it's really looking for is another vertebrate host, like a sheep. And that's when it becomes the final uh, because form. Because they will drink the water, maybe eat a snail or whatever. They're in the water. Oh, yes. So, well, they were in the snail at that point. But yes, they're either exactly. But they could be in the water in transition. I mean, like. Yes, because they're swimming. One way or another, yes. they're getting to that sheep. <laughs> they're get, they're getting or to that sheep. Or a person who, you know, people eat snails. I don't know. That's, yeah, exactly. Although we cook them. But yes, yes, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's probably as much history as we need for this because it yeah. goes so much more in depth. But yeah, the fact that it wasn't until really recently that we started really understanding the life cycle of these things. Yeah, the fact that they change and adapt and need to go to host to host to host to host. Some of them are like five hosts long. And what was the year that the guy saw them under the microscope? That was sixteen seventy three. 
We okay. started seeing that they were actually transforming around the eighteen early eighteen thirties. Wow! Uh, so we've only been able to see them for about three hundred and fifty years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. really understand how these things are killing people or well, and, cheap <laughs> or whatever. I didn't write this stuff down, but but it wasn't until really recently because here's the thing: they have this light, right? Like a uh, they jump from host, 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 but we don't really see that cycle exactly happen. And yeah. we only know that for a few. It wasn't until recently because there's no way to study that without killing a, the host, yeah. digging around and seeing what they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until recent. That's not the only way, but that's well, the main way we've done it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't even figure out how to like mimic it in a lab like until recently. Yes. Like how they move in the body. Because a, a, a parasite can move in your body for 30 days, just swimming around. No eyes, no ears. Not connecting no, to anything. S- seemingly no evading. sensory organs. You know, yeah. how the fuck is it finding its way? This through is a your liver. stream or through your tissues or right. however they can travel. There's right, but how are they, they sensing where they need to go? Because each parasite, there will be a, a fluke that lives in the liver, one mm-hmm. in the bladder, one of the kidney, and they only survive in that organ. If they're in any but other they organ, they know die. how to get there somehow. Yeah, they yes. must go through your blood. I don't know. It's just... They basically just free roam until they sense whatever is what they're looking for well that's and then a fucking in. nightmare yeah <laughs> i don't want any of those things in my skin sack i agree <laughs> all right so let's get into some of the these are considered some of the deadly pair just for the record a lot of that information that i just said came from a book called parasite rex by carl okay. zimmer I really like this book. I've read it before, but it was like 10 years ago. I started reading it again. It is fun. He likes them. Okay. <laughs> he puts them in, di- in a different light. Whatever. So I recommend reading the book. So it's the parasites are, are the protagonist in his... Uh... Well, uh, well, you, you know, get they're a just an affinity for they're them. An, they're an actor on the stage. You know, <laughs> they're an actor on the stage. Okay. All right. So, so the the... The next group we're going to go through, I'm now just going to go through some, right? Some like fucked up fucking things that exist. Perfect. This is off of uh, sciencefocus.com. Okay. (laughs) So the first one is called the eye inflating flatworm. Okay. I'm going to try to say every Latin name I see. It's going to be sad. Excellent. Yes. Okay. So the eye inflating flatworm, also known as the leucochloridium. Leucochloridium paradoxum. That sounds about right. Okay. After a snail accidentally eats this flatworm's eggs, parasites develop in the gastropod's body, filling its eye stalks with sacs of larvae. The snail stalks Uh. then look and wriggle like little caterpillars, attracting the birds that the parasite needs for the next stage of its life cycle. An infected snail is also more likely to head out into the open... Uh. Uh, and even if it manages to survive one assassin, I love this one assassination attempt, the parasite-filled stalks will grow back, dooming the snail to a life of repeated avian attacks. Where its eyes go, those well, little... its eyes are gone. So, yeah. so snail eyes are on the end. It looks like antenna, mm-hmm. but that's their eye. Mm-hmm. 
extender and thingy. it's f- and they're filled they're bigger and they look like giant oh, fucking caterpillars which are gonna go right for the arms i will also say <laughs> it mentioned there uh it's also more likely to head out into the open that's mm-hmm. a that's yeah. a key thing because we'll oh. talk about it in in one of the ones I want to talk about. So there's like a neurological component. Yes. Parasites uh. can basically do whatever they want, whenever they want. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. You think the honey badger don't give a, a fuck? No, 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 no. Oh, cringe. Okay. We're going to have to put a warning at the beginning of this episode. No, no, it's fine. Probably. I mean, we're not talking about fucking. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah. It is kind of nasty. But no, no, no. We're not going to go into Gruesome decent. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> the next one. The next one. Gross <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, me out, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Get me with a spell. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. The next one up is called the zombie wasp or the ambulex compressa. I said that with a little... Excellent. Yeah, you had a little zing there. I'm learning Espanol. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> finally, right? Lived in yeah. California 40 years. So finally I know. Spanish. So this resourceful, resourceful wasp preys on cockroaches. So what okay. they do is mm-hmm. they aim a sting directly into the roach's brain, disabling mm. its escape reflex. Then it brings yeah. the zombie roach back to its nest, lays an egg on its belly, and seals it in. Uh-huh. A larva attacks. Uh, hatches from the egg and burrows into the roach where it devours the insect from the inside to form a cocoon from which it will later emerge as a new fucking zombie wasp to spread. Hi, alien. Aliens. Yes. The right? Like, from we the don't 80s. need. Yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. We don't need aliens from other worlds. They're here. They're among us. And they're uh, fucking crazy. So disturbing. Okay, well, it gets more disturbing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm just uh, crawling you... up inside my own skull right now. <laughs> it's fine. Don't go there. There might it's be parasites. all good. <laughs> That's a dangerous place. Let's hear uh, the rest of these nightmares. <laughs> have you ever heard of the tongue-eating sea louse? No. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, the tongue-eating sea louse, also known as the... Simothoa exig- exigua. That sounds about right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the only known parasite that not only feeds on one of its host's body parts, but also entirely replaces the very thing it's eaten. So what uh, it does is okay. <laughs> it will climb inside the mouth of a fish. Okay. It'll latch on and start feeding on the blood from the tongue. Like, it'll just start sucking blood out of the tongue until the organ withers away. Then it attaches itself to the fish's remaining stump and feeds on blood and mucus in the mouth. Here's what's weird. Well, that was weird. uh, (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Is the fish dead? No, it isn't. Here's what's really weird. After it's done that, right, it's eaten the tongue. It will then act as the fish's tongue. Um. Yeah. So it's like, well, since there's nothing, I'll help out since I took the. It become it basically it gets rid of the thing that's in its way, becomes the new tug. It's it's now like feeding off the blood of the fish that's still alive, 
Uh-huh. But it acts as the tongue for that fish as the fish. Because think about it. Parasites don't want you oh. to die, really. It it's wants you to live. motivation is to live right. in the so mouth. You, so it's like, right. I'm going <laughs> to. No, it's just a nightmare. Keep you alive Because it's got to be pooping. Where is the poop going? Well, no, no, no. So the, this one is is suckling it's basically like a vampire. It's stuck in the mouth. It's suckling blood from inside the fish. Mm-hmm. The fish is eating, and it's the the sea louse is acting as a tongue to help the fish feed, but it's not actually absorbing any of that food. It's absorbing the food once the fish turns it into blood. Okay, right? gross. What's the next one? <laughs> okay, this is the one. This is this one's pretty bad. Uh, the eye worm, also oh. known as loa loa. That doesn't feel Latin to me. Yeah. All right. So the the larvae of this nematode worm infects humans through fly bites. Okay. okay. The adult can travel through the body tissues for years, which <laughs> I fucking hate. It's just in you. And you don't know. There's no way to know. It's most common in Western Central Africa. Symptoms include itching, swelling, even brain damage and very unlucky victims. Oh, my. It only becomes obvious when it reaches the eye. Where it can be easily seen, and worst, (laughs) worst, it can be felt by its victim as it squirms across the soft tissue beneath Mm. the cornea. And there is a picture. It's not great. Just uh, yes, but here's the thing: the the, by the time it gets to your eye, that's like the easiest time to get rid of it because it's visible, and you know they can just they can just cut a little slit and pull it out. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the last ones before my favorites is called oh. the dragon worm. Okay. Remember how I used to like dragons? Yes. Uh, also known as Dracunculus. Uh-huh. The guinea worm, or Dracunculus, meaning little dragon in Latin, is caught by drinking dirty water containing tiny water fleas infected with larvae. Mm-hmm. Once inside someone, the spaghetti-like female worm grows up to a meter long and emerges through the skin Usually on the legs or feet, causing a burning pain that inspired the parasite's name. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only there is no vaccine for it. The only way to get rid of it is to wrap the tail of it around a stick and slowly twist the stick until you pull it out of your fucking skin, like through your leg. Through so your, if it's wherever the fuck out, that little tail is coming out, you. Twist that little tail around a stick and just twist and twist and and this has been true for a long ass time. We've been doing this for probably if thousands. This ever of years, happens to me, I'm gonna record it and put it. Oh on God, I want to puke. Just watch me pull this giant like worm out of my bloodstream. Okay, so we'll talk about. There's just yeah. two more that I want to talk about. Okay. okay, so this this one. Have you ever heard of cordyceps? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. Cordyceps fungi. It's a mm-hmm. fungus, right? It's also known as the head splitting fungus. Now this uh, one, okay. I've been in love with this forever. Yes. Here's the thing. It is actually used in Chinese medicine for kidney health, heart health, energy. It's, it's, this fungus is like really good for us if we I had ingest no it. idea. But, uh-huh. but how it lives is even more fucked up. Uh, it basically, in fe- once spores get inside an ant, it becomes uh-huh. disoriented 
And then they're expelled out of their colonies. Everyone else goes, bro, you're acting weird. And they kick him out. Okay. The outcast ant climbs to the top of the nearest plant or tree, clutches to the stem, and dies. The fungus matures. Its fruiting body blooms out of the ant's head, then spreading pores on the wind to infect other hosts. Okay. Now, the important part of that that I see is that, in fact, the fungus takes control of the ant and tells it where to go. Yeah. It wants to be up high, so the wind takes its spores off into the... Right? So it's actually controlling us. Okay. That's nuts to me. If we were ants, it would be controlling us, but it's not. True, but there have been science fiction about this. Yes. Uh, In particular, the video game Last of Us is kind of that. Oh, I was going to say The Girl with All the Gifts. Oh, I don't know Girls with All the Gifts. there's There's probably a book... I think there's a book and there's like a show. On and it's exactly this. It's Amazon? Like... I forget. I forget what it's on. One of the streaming things. But Okay. And it, it basically she gets infected with a fungus and it tells it's her where to go. It's not her. It's like, it's like a sort of zombie movie, but it's that. It's like it's spores. Fungus. Yeah. Right. Okay. So interesting. So there's that. There's Last of Us. I know there was an episode of X Men. Oh, that's what's missing. From, not X Men. X Files. Oh, which yes. Was exactly this. Yes. It took over and of then course. spread its spores. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the one that I just think is the craziest, and it it definitely shows the potential of what parasites can do. They can take full control. Okay? Yeah. But the last one I'd like to talk about uh, is cat related. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Do you know the name of this parasite? Have you heard of it? Because uh, it is. I have heard of it. I remember a time when there were some reports going around about it. I'm sure it pops up every once in a while, but I don't remember what it's called. So this is the one that most pregnant women will know about. Okay. Because they say pregnant women should not have cats, at least indoor cats, mm-hmm. because their feces could contain Toxoplasma gondii. Yes, and that's why they're not supposed to have the litter. Right. Because they have, yeah, because it can right. spread. So here's what's wild about this. This is, I, this is the one that, this is the parasite that I that made me want to talk about all this. Because one, what this parasite does is it, it's in cat feces, right? That's that's where it's it's hit its final form is in a cat. Yeah. Okay, then... What it does is, uh, if it gets into rodents, Mm -hmm. it will directly affect their brains and have the eliminate their fear of cats. Okay, so now they are attracted, and what they they're seeing is it's not just it's not just like not just that they're like fearless, but they're also like drawn to areas where there's cat urine, etc. They'll then go they'll go nuts like fuck you, cat, and then. The cat will eat that fucking rodent, yeah. And that, right, so it's it's a it's a very closed loop. Hmm. Then the cat eats them, gets infected with that parasite, and it 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 you know continues on and on. It's beautiful in its own way because the parasite's keeping the cat alive by providing it with localized food, essentially, right? Like a food supply. <laughs> well, well, for the for the rats, so the, ca- the rats are the ones that suck. It, it sucks for them the most. Well, it does. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but obviously uh, humans can get that. Well, yes, and 
so this is where things get interesting. It's probably more than just humans. So the 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 article I found a few months back is called. Oh, you're just gonna block the entire page with a what? with a with an ad. <laughs> This is on sciencenews.org, and it's called A Parasite Makes Wolves More Likely to Become Pack Leaders. Toxoplasma gondii infections have a dramatic impact on the social decisions of gray wolves. In particular. Right. Well, this is what they studied. Okay. Uh, wolves are very, they're, they're pack animals. They like to stick together. But when a wolf is infected... With this parasite, uh, they basically become bolder. Uh, they are more likely to leave their pack and then go out into the world and potentially start their own packs. So they think that most pack alphas were infected with Taxoplasma, uh, Taxoplasma gondii. Yeah. They are more likely to go into, say, a large cat's area, say, like a cougar, etc. So now, okay. where they would have left their area alone, they're now, like, venturing out. And they're like, fuck this, I don't care. Just like with the rat, so, with the ki- tiny cat. Yeah, so it's like a... It, in, it stops the inhibitions. Yeah, the fear to, inhibitions. That's a survival thing. It's yes. cutting off your survival, your fear survival instinct. Right. But like maybe you might still be afraid <laughs> once you realize mm. you're going to get eaten. Uh, fear might still happen. I wonder. Right. Or is it just like, okay, you know, like you're totally almost like in a euphoric state. It, I wouldn't call it euphoric, but I think what they're... What they're getting at is they're saying, so one, I think it makes the wolves not so much more aggressive, mm-hmm. but bolder. Yeah. But it also is defining their behavior. So these pack leaders are literally pack leaders because of a parasite, theoretically. Yeah. They're then going out and saying, fuck it. They're, they're, they're more willing to get into risk, riskier situations. Mm. They're suggesting that this could be why animals... And, and pack animals in particular act the way they act. All of us might have been led by parasite-driven pack leaders. Well, and if it can be a spore like a fungus. Well, th- this one is less of a spore. This is more like the, 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 eat, the... consume and eat, consume and eat sort of mm. feedback loop. But yeah, the, the yeah. fact that... This could be how we even got to where we are today. In fact, and and this is just conjecture, but like we might have pack leaders in our in in human society yes. that might have been affected by this, and that's why they are the way they are. Not because they just are have different how genes. Do we find out because if there's a different. Well, they're researching it. They're figuring it out. They're trying. Um, where do we volunteer for? <laughs> We're volunteering for all the research this <laughs> Give me season. The t- well, that's why I got cats, so I could try to, so I could try oh, to yeah. get more bold. I'm trying to get oh, more okay. bold in life. I, you know what? It's, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that. I mean, we'll end there because I think that that's my that's the one that that's, really drove me. I was like, okay, okay. This is like all life might have all of our lives might have been driven by this. But it also drives us to do crazy things. <laughs> like, who knows? We were hunting fucking woolly mammoths because we're like, 
fuck yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> hopped up on fucking Toxoplasma bounty eyes. So damn, <laughs> damn, yeah, <laughs> damn. Well, that was riveting and <laughs> and a little horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Obviously, like something that's siphoning off you can kill you. Y- it yes. seems like parasites don't want to kill you. I think in the well, well, but sometimes they need it. So, for instance, with Toxoplasma gondii, the rat needs to die. Yeah, they want the cat to eat the rat. So mm. once it eats it, then it gets to its next stage. So it just depends on where it is in its life. Is it an, <sighs> a prepubescent teenager? Is it you know? Because then it wants to die. Uh, Once it's an adult, it's it's fucked up. Well, but beautiful. It is. This is what it. This is what's what's happening in the land of the living (laughs) and the dead. Technically, well, we don't know what's going on with the dead. (laughs) Well, we know there's parasites in dead bodies, so so that's true. In dead bodies, but. Oh, the land of the dead, sure. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on there. You know, Hopefully know. it's parasite-free. That's, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but since there's more of them... Parasites are just... I'm going to guess it's just the same. When you're dead, there's even, there's even more parasites. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> we have no definite answers on our podcast. <laughs> not for the afterlife. We, yeah. No, and not for the current life. We You're speculate right. and <laughs> collaborate, <laughs> commiserate. Yeah, we collaborate and this. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> well, that's the end of my business. I I should leave. It was great. No, it was wonderful. <laughs> you should stay. No, Aww, I invite you to stay. <laughs> Thank you. You've done well, Chris. That was excellently researched, um, thorough, and gross, and gross, and death related. So, I definitely recommend the it- book "Parasite Rex" by Carl Zimmer. It's really well written. Very good. Yeah. Good info. Yeah, I love a good book recommendation. Especially nightmarish stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Chris. And uh, thank you, Land of the Living, for being horrified with with us, with me, uh, at that information. Yeah, yeah. No, it was was fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And just remember, when you go to sleep tonight, you probably have hundreds of other things sleeping with you. Inside you. (laughs) Deep inside you. So, thank you for listening to Death is Everything. Please, if you like us, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on a few different social media sites. You can find us on Instagram at D period, I period, E period, underscore cast. And on Twitter at Death Every Cast. If you're interested in interviewing or being a guest, Go ahead and send an email to hello at deathiseverything.com and check out our website, deathiseverything.com. We have merchandise. We have all the episodes from this podcast and episodes I have been a guest on other podcasts as well. See you later, land of the living.